Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Palm Coast City Hall. Today is Tuesday, February 21st. It is 9 a.m. Please stand and join me for the Pledge of Allegiance, followed by a brief moment of silence. <clears throat> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Uh, before we begin, um, I just want to let you know that Mayor Alfin obviously is not here today. Uh, he is having surgery, and I want to extend my wishes along with council and with staff and our city manager that he have a very successful surgery and a very speedy recovery. Get back here soon, David. We miss you. Uh, if we could have a roll call vote, please. Mayor Alfin is absent. Vice Ma and excused. Vice Mayor Denko. I'm here. Councilmember Carly Pontieri. Present. Councilmember Heider. Present. Councilmember Clufus. Present. I believe minutes are next on our agenda. Um, we have minutes from both February 7th, uh, the business meeting, and February 14th, the workshop. Can I get a motion to approve both those minutes? So moved. Second. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Motion passes four to zero. All right, great. And Vice Mayor, if you could go back for public participation. I thought we did the minutes first, then public participation. No, it's the opposite. <laughs> all right, well, not today. Right, <laughs> and it's all good. All right, next is public participation. Uh, public participation shall be held in accordance with Section 286.0114 Florida Statutes as pursuant to the City Council's and pursuant to the City Council's meeting policies and procedure. Each person may uh, provide comment to the City Council relevant to matters that are not on today's agenda. You'll have the opportunity to address those agenda items when we get to them. Uh, when addressing the Council, speakers shall direct all their comments to me, the Vice Mayor. Make your comments concise and to the point. Do not speak more than once on the same issue. No irrelevant or slanderous comments. No disorderly conduct will be allowed, and you must follow the orders of myself or the council. Please fill out a comment card when you're done speaking uh, so staff can follow up with you. Uh, anybody uh, have public comment this morning? Please step up. Good morning. My name is Kathy Reichard Olavsky, and I'm the newly elected president of the Palm Coast Historical Society. I'm here to address the comments that I read online last night about the future of fire station number 22. Since I moved here in 2017, I have been told that the Historical Society was going to be relocated at some future date to that structure because this city has a commitment to historic preservation. I see that there are a lot of proclamations on the agenda today, and I would like to give you a copy of the proclamation that has been read from this podium for the, at least the last two years and that is to acknowledge the benefits of historic preservation. I would like 
commitment from this council that these are not going to be just empty words. Your historical society is operated by 100% volunteer labor and has been for over 20 years. Your co-historian, Art Dyke, was appointed by the first mayor, Jim Canfield, who started the Historical Society in 2000. Art Dyke is still a co-historian at 87 years old. I don't know how much volunteer labor we have devoted to this city to try to preserve what is left of what ITT built starting in 1970. I'm going to give you my business card. It has on it a picture of the Welcome Center that was built in 1970. We still use this photograph, and I asked when I moved here why. It's been gone for over 25 years. The only thing that I've been able to identify from those early days is the fire station, which conveniently or perhaps disastrously is located adjacent to the community center because now it is slated to become a parking lot. So do you have it in your will to reconfigure that lot and work around the structure or will it become dust? Thank you. Thank you for your comment. Next. You folks, you can just walk up. You don't, you don't need my permission. <laughs> Bruce Stone, Simran Drive. Before I go into the traffic, what I'm usually here for, I understand that you bought the land by the European Village, and a lot of residents would really like to see a park built up there. Holland Park, as you all know, is a disaster. Mechanical problems, crime problems. Recently, a 15-year-old showed up for a gang war with a gun. That's how bad it's getting up there. Going back to the traffic, I want to read three quick statements that is from the National Safety Board and numerous cities and states. I don't know why our engineering department cannot get it. Maybe you have to look at them and say, what's wrong with you guys? Average speed drops from 37 miles an hour to 20 miles an hour when safety devices are installed. Percentage of vehicles dropping from 95% speeding to 11. Percentage of vehicles exceeding 40 miles dropped from 25% to zero. 25% to zero. This is multiple cities and the National Safety Board recommending this. In addition to that, um, it shouldn't be taking this city council four and a half years to correct this. Four and a half years. I have picked up where Al left off, just walking down Cimarron in the last eight hours over two weeks. 45 people want something done, and they want it done now, and they don't want to wait anymore. 
45 people. And just someone, most of the houses are empty again. Some people, majority of them are renters. They don't want to commit to anything. 45 homes. I don't think there's more than 100 homes on Cimarron. I haven't even done the side streets, and I'm probably not going to bother them. Uh, although Century, uh, people sent me material. They want the problem corrected. That's it. Thank you for your comment. Anyone else? Okay, seeing no one else, we'll close out public comment. First items on the agenda are proclamations. Councilwoman, I believe you have the first one. like to present this proclamation to you. Whereas the city of Palm Coast is committed to the well-being and protection of our youth, the safety of our communities, and the fostering a society based upon mutual respect for one another, with zero tolerance for any forms of victimization and abuse. And whereas teen dating violence is a serious crime that can involve physical, sexual, verbal, emotional, economic, or other abusive behaviors, including harassment and cyberbullying via texting, emailing, instant messaging, or posting on social media. And whereas women who are 16 to 24 years in age are more vulnerable to intimate partner violence experiencing abuse at a rate of nearly triple the national average. And whereas one in three adolescents in the United States is a victim of physical, emotional, or verbal abuse from a dating partner, a figure that far exceeds rates of other types of youth violence, one in 10 high school students has purposefully hit, slapped, or physically harmed by a boyfriend or a girlfriend, one in 10 teens report sexual victimization from a dating partner, and one in four teens in a relationship report their boyfriend or girlfriend isolating them from friends and family. And whereas young people who have been victimized by an abusive dating partner can experience serious negative effects to their physical and emotional health, and are more likely to be depressed, develop low self-esteem, perform poorly in school, engage in risky behaviors such as drug and alcohol use, and contemplate or attempt suicide. And whereas, while dating violence affects teens across all races, genders, religions, nationalities, sexual orientations, and socioeconomic statuses, it disproportionately affects lesbian, 
gay, and bisexual youth who experience rates of intimate partner violence that are almost twice as high as the rates for heterosexual youth. Transgender youth report even higher rates of victimization and dating violence than their heterosexual peers. And whereas parents and guardians of victims of dating abuse are often unaware of the problem, studies show that only 33% of teens in an abusive relationship ever, hold, ever told anyone about the behavior. And 81% of parents responded either that teen dating abuse is not an issue or that they did not know whether it is an issue. And whereas Flagler County advocates alliance comprised of Flagler County Sheriff's Office victims advocates, Flagler Beach Police Department victims advocate, state attorneys victim advocate, seventh judicial court, circuit, seventh judicial circuit Flagler and Family Life Center are working together to increase public understanding of this problem and mobilize community efforts to end human trafficking. Now therefore, it be proclaimed by the mayor and the city council of the city of Palm Coast, Florida, that February 2023 be officially designated as National Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month in Palm Coast and applaud the efforts of the many victim service providers, police officers, prosecutors, national and community organizations, and private sector supporters for their efforts in promoting awareness about teen dating violence. Signed this 21st day of February, 2023. Attested by Virginia Smith, City Clerk, and City of Palm Coast Mayor David Alfin. I present this to you. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Shanice Carr, and I'm the director of the director of operations for Family Life Center. I want to thank everyone for being here and all of the support we continue to get from the community. As you know, we come very often here to bring awareness about the different violent acts that happen amongst our communities and specific populations. And it, there is never a dull moment, and it, it, we never sleep. <laughs> And with that, we couldn't do this work without so many of you, as you mentioned, just our law enforcement advocates, state attorney's office, everyone here, the community as a whole. We are always so thankful for the awareness and the help and you also helping us advocate in the community. I think it's important, as she stated, you know, the one in 10 uh, teens and youth by the time they are in high school experiences these victimizations and so it's really really important that we be willing to have those conversations even if they're not relatives of ours of if it starts with just what healthy relationships look like and what unhealthy relationships look like or if you're not comfortable in having those talks tell them to call us we have a 24 7 number that they can contact and we have a youth advocate that actually would like to share a, a poem with you this morning from one of the victims that was also abused as a teen. 
but we are always here. We're always thankful beyond measure that we have the support and we will continue to acknowledge, bring awareness and add some prevention tools to our community. Thank you. Good morning, my name is Kelsey Garcia. I'm the youth advocate over at Family Life Center. The poem that I would like to share with you guys today is written by a 16 year old girl and she tried to tell her mom about the abuse. I tried to tell you, now it's too late. I sit here waiting at heaven's gate. He abused me, mom. You never seem to care. Now I lie in a black coffin full of despair. How many times did you hear me cry? Did you ever think it'd get so bad I'd die? I am an angel now with long white wings, flying higher each day, no longer feeling his stings. I'll watch over you, Mom. Did Do what you didn't do for me. You pretended not to hear, you pretended not to see. Now you wait at heaven's gate, just as I once did. You have now come to realize the pain I once hid. Thank you, guys. Thank you thank to all you. of you, the ladies. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Ready? One, two, three. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I believe Councilman Klufus has the next proclamation, which will be on National Donor Day. National Donor Day, yes, sir. Pardon, turning my back. So let's move this guy here. How are you? Morning, City Council, Mayor, Vice Mayor. I'd like to read a proclamation for National Donor Day. Whereas organ donor awareness encourages Americans to register as organ, eye, blood, and tissue donors. We celebrate those who have saved lives through their gifts, recognizing those who are currently waiting for a life-saving transplant, and memorializes those who have passed away because an organ was not donated in time. And whereas every year, National Organ Donor Day is a time to focus on educating and sharing with the public the message that organ donation is the greatest gesture of love that can be bestowed. And whereas statistics show that there have been over 880,000 transplant, transplants recorded in the United States since 1988, there are approximately 100,000 people currently in need of a transplant donor, with a new person added every 10 minutes. And whereas organ donations simply save lives, allowing recipients to live a free life without being dependent on medical intervention. And whereas City of Palm Coast citizens are a selfless, educated population who often consider volunteering for noble causes when they are challenged with potential options. 
Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the mayor and the city council of the city of Palm Coast, Florida, that February 14th, 2023, be officially designated as National Donor Day in Palm Coast and express gratitude to the compassionate Americans who join organ and tissue registries to the uh, and to the healthcare professionals who make the gift of life possible by performing crucial transplants. Signed this 21st day of February, 2023. Uh, David Alphen, mayor. And of course, I'd like to present this. I'm sure you're going to give us some words about your phenomenal uh, ongoing efforts, the double lung transplant and everything, right? Yes. Excellent. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on that. And you look phenomenal. Thank you. So absolutely. Good morning, Vice Mayor, Council, citizens of Palm Coast. I get to stand here today in this moment because of a courageous selfless organ donor that saved my life. Last fall, I had to be hospitalized because of idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. I only had a very short time left to live. There is no cure for that disease. There is no treatment for that disease. My only option was to receive a double lung transplant for survival. On September the 30th, I received my transplant and I'm here today to honor and be forever grateful to that organ donor that saved my life. And I encourage everyone, the entire citizenry of Palm Coast, if you're not already a donor, Please consider becoming one. Thank you very much. is on Rare Disease Day. Councilwoman, thank you. Uh. It's my honor to read the following proclamation. Whereas there are nearly 7,000 diseases and conditions considered rare, each affecting fewer than 200,000 Americans in the United States, according to the National Institute of Health. And whereas while each of these diseases may affect small numbers of people, rare diseases collectively affect an estimated 30 million Americans, which is one in 10 people. And whereas many rare diseases are serious and debilitating conditions that have a significant impact on the lives of those affected, and whereas millions of Americans have rare diseases, but fewer than 500 of the nearly 7,000 rare diseases have FDA-approved treatments. And whereas individuals and families affected by rare diseases often experience problems such as diagnosis delay, 
difficulty finding a medical expert, and lack of access to treatment or ancillary services. And whereas the National Organization of Rare Disorders is organizing a nationwide observance of Rare Disease Day on February 28, 2023, and whereas thousands of patients, caregivers, medical professionals, researchers, and others across the state of Florida will participate in that observance. Now therefore, be it proclaimed by the Palm Coast Mayor and City Council that February 28, 2023, be officially designated as Rare Disease Day. Signed this 21st day of February by Virginia Smith, or attested to by Virginia Smith and signed by our mayor. I would like to thank Vice Mayor, Mayor, and City Council. Palm Coast has done this proclamation, I believe, five or six years now. And a lot, what's important is, number one, rare disease, often you can't tell. It's an invisible disease. So you may sit there and say, but you look good. And people don't understand that many diseases are invisible diseases. Your next door neighbor may suffer from a disease. The other thing is, and, and it's very important, the same as any proclamation today, is that it goes beyond this room. It doesn't do any good just to have a proclamation unless the community gets involved. Eventually, one day, I hope to be able to go to the local hospital instead of Jacksonville or, or Orlando for treatment. Um, it, it probably won't happen in my lifetime. Hopefully, it will in someone else's. But I thank you for the opportunity. we move on to uh, agenda item uh, G5, which is an ordinance on a CDC for Cobert Landing. Thank you, Vice Mayor. This is an ordinance of the City of Palm Coast, Florida, establishing Colbert, Colbert Landing's Community Development District pursuant to Chapter 190 Florida Statutes, providing for functions and powers of the district, designating the initial Board of Supervisors of the, of the district, providing for severability, providing for conflicts, and providing for an effective date. City Council, um, some of you are familiar with what a Community Development District, or CDD, is. I've given a brief overview previously. Maybe some of our new members are not. I'm sure Jordan's gonna go through it. But essentially, a Community Development District, as best I can describe it, is like a small city. The district is charged with uh, the maintenance, repair, and well, installation, maintenance, and repair of certain infrastructure that's designated by statute. The powers come for the CDD come from Chapter 190, and those, depending on how the CDD is, um, which powers they have and how it's going to be ran, uh, can include things like. Uh, road maintenance, stormwater management, amenities, uh, securitizing the community, uh, things of that nature. Um, every CD 
CDD has certain powers. They're not necessarily all the same as far as which powers they choose to exercise or not. Um, so that's kind of my just really high overview of what they are, but we're happy to answer any questions during the presentation if you have any. All right, I understand we have a presentation. Yes, sir. Thank Morning, you. Vice Mayor, Council Members, Jordan Myers, Environmental Planner, and I'll be giving the presentation for Colbert Landing CDD, establishing a community development district. So this is the area for the Colbert Landing CDD. It's 293.31 acres. They are currently clearing it, um, so it is vacant, but they're clearing it. In March of 2021, City Council approved a rezoning for this project from MPD to single family or SFR1 and preservation. On August 18th, 2021, the Planning and Land Development Regulation Board approved a subdivision master plan for the project for 482 single family residential lots. And on May 6th, 2022, staff approved the preliminary plat for the project. Just a closer up view. Um, on December 2022, the property owner applied to create the Colbert Landing CDD as a funding mechanism for providing the infrastructure for the 482 lot subdivision. So a CDD purpose and standards, as um, our city attorney mentioned, it's from Florida Statutes Chapter 190. Um, it's CDD is a special purpose unit of government utilized to acquire, finance, manage all of the infrastructure for the planned community. Um, the key advantage is the developer can obtain low-cost financing by issuing tax-exempt bonds, and the city is not party to the financing and does not occur any obligation um, by approving a CDD. Once the infrastructure is complete, is it managed by the five-member board of supervisors, and Florida law requires potential purchasers of real estate within a CDD to be notified upfront so they know they are purchasing property that is within a community development district and payments are made to the Flatford County Tax Collector's Office. This is the from the proposal for the Colbert Landing CDD. Um, you can see their uh, improved, proposed improvements and the estimated costs. And then on uh, the second chart, the operation and owning of each infrastructure. You can see um, the city only takes over the um, outside water and wastewater systems. Everything else is owned and operated by the CDD and funded by the CDD. The city uh, runs required newspaper ads two weeks prior to each public hearing, and Florida statutes requires the applicant to run four required newspaper ads once per week prior to the second hearing, which will be on March 7th. So planning staff recommends that city council determines the Colbert Landings Community Development District petition is in compliance with Florida statutes chapter 190 and the city's comprehensive plan and approves the ordinance establishing the Colbert Landings Community Development District application 5308. And this item will come again before city council as I mentioned for second read on March 7th and the applicant is present to answer any questions you may have. Great, thank you. Does anyone here have any questions for staff? I don't at this moment. I just have one quick question, um, and this is on with regards to the chart that you showed. I think it's yes. on page 77 of the whole packet. Um, is there a clear dichotomy in the paperwork with regards to kind of where the there, there's a, a line item here that says offsite improvements are to be owned and operated by the city mm -hmm. in in the documents that will be signed by all the important parties, <laughs> is there a clear dichotomy with regards to what the CDD is going to have to maintain and pay for versus what the city has to maintain and pay for? I would say, and Nasa, correct me if I'm wrong, that would be for the applicant to answer. 
Yeah, sure. You can go ahead and answer it. Um, a lot of times, no, come on up. Um, so a lot of times the what will be perpetually maintained is set aside on the plat in tracks, so it will be dedicated to the CED or the city. Sometimes the city takes over things like lift stations because we provide the water and sewer services, um, and that's usually done through a plat dedication. Mm -hmm. um, but go ahead and I'm not sure exactly in this case because I don't know their specific. No, that's that's exactly right. So the turnover process is very much akin to any other development type activity. So the turnover would just be from the district. If the district owns and operates and maintains and finances that infrastructure, the turnover is typically by plat unless the city requires something else, you know, bill of sale. Um, but it's, it's not any different than any other development activity. The question just is, you know, who's ultimately going to finance that infrastructure. So oftentimes the CED will enter into an interlocal agreement for some of those offsite improvements with the city to determine how that transition is going to uh, occur and what the city may require of the CDD in the turnover of those offsite improvements. Perfect. Thank you. Sure. Anyone else have any uh, questions for the applicant or staff? Okay, I have none, so I will open this up to public participation. If anyone in the public would like to comment on this CDC. Seeing none, I'll bring this back to council, and I am looking for a motion. I'll move for approval. Second. Okay. Um, roll call vote, please. Councilmember Carly Pontieri. Yes. Councilmember Heider. Yes. Councilmember Klufus. Yes. Vice Mayor Danko. Yes. Motion passes four to zero. Terrific. We now move on to our consent agenda. Um, I guess before we move to public comment on this, does anyone want any items pulled from this agenda? No, sir. None. Anybody in the public would like to comment on our consent agenda? Hearing none, I'll bring this back for a motion. Uh, I will move to approve the consent agenda as read. Second. Uh, I think we'll do a, just a voice vote, Virginia. Be fine. All in favor? No. Aye. Aye. Anyone opposed? All right, it passes. Now we move on to final public participation. If there's anyone in the public that would like to, to uh, wrap it up with uh, any comments, now is the time. Yes, ma'am. Good morning, Council. Um, I'm just concerned with all the development. What What's your name, ma'am? Dalva Smith. Thank you. Yes, I'm concerned about all of the development that is going to the city, and um, it doesn't seem like the city services are improving. Um, hospital beds versus occupants in the city, it's not balancing out. What are we doing about that? I'm just hearing about a 482 lots for housing, what are we doing about our roads? Traffic is bad. What, what, what are we doing about that? Besides adding more people. How's the city developing besides residents? What, you know, what else is happening? So this is not a back and forth moment. This is a chance for okay. you to express your views. And okay. You can fill out a comment card and someone from our staff will get back to you. But this is your, your time to just speak. We, we don't go okay, back Okay, I have and forth. something else to say as well. Um, Public works issues uh, citations for trash. 
the builders are allowed, that their trash is everywhere. Again, what are we going to do about it? Thank you. All right, thank you for your comment. Anyone else? Seeing none, we'll move on to uh, discussion by City Council on matters not on the agenda. Um, Councilman Klufus, if you'd like to go first. I would just also like to extend out my well wishes to um, Mayor Alfin. Also, it was his birthday yesterday, a great birthday gift to be able to go under the knife like that, but I hope everything's worked out successfully and uh, he's, on the, uh, he's on the mend. So. But uh, great job uh, with the meeting today, and I think uh, everything was great. Thank you. Thank you. Councilwoman, yeah, any I'd comments? I'd like to um, wish Mayor Alfin uh, well wishes um, for his birthday and also for his surgery and hoping that all goes well and he comes home safely. Councilwoman? I will echo uh, the comments from my fellow council members with regards to Mayor Alfin. I also want to send my condolences um, to those mourning the loss of our previous councilman, Mr. Um, Halsey Mormon. I, my prayers and thoughts are extended to family and friends. Um, I also just want to urge my fellow council members who did vote in favor of Harborside pursuant to Section 9E to perhaps make a motion for reconsideration with regards to... Uh, I'm sorry, Councilwoman. Uh, that was supposed to be done at the very next meeting, which was our last business meeting, so that vote is sort of sailed, and we're going to move on from there. Okay. Any other comments? Uh, the only comment is um, it, somewhat tangently related. Perhaps we should relook at Policy 9E then to specify the difference between a workshop and a meeting with regards to that specific policy. City Attorney, any comments? I have nothing. City Manager. <clears throat> Thank you, Vice Mayor. My only comment today is part of your packet, emergency and sole source purchases. If you have any questions about that, now would be the time to address it. I have none. Thank you. That's all I have. All right. I have no, uh, no final comments except, uh, again, my best wishes out to Mayor Alfin. Uh, it's not a great birthday present, but hopefully it will turn into many more birthdays to come. There you go. So um, that, that will be it. A motion to adjourn. I'll move to adjourn. Okay.